welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show, episode 79. As always, we're in my living room on the Upper East Side. Fact of the day, sleeping in a cold room can help you slim down. And they also say sleeping in a cold room helps you improve your sleep quality and helps you combat insomnia. (sighs) This comes from my boyfriend telling me that I like to sleep in an igloo. I was like, first of all, I'd rather be cold than hot because nobody likes a hot, a sweaty Italian girl. That's number one. Number two is that I told him, I told you I'm on a diet. He never listens. He just, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get the dieting thing. I don't really diet. I mean, we've talked about that before. I'm just trying to watch because, you know, eating funny bones after I come home from a late night show isn't really the picture of health. And besides, you know, it was my birthday last week and, um, and I just think that I probably, my body shouldn't probably be consuming those kind of calories and that kind of, those kind of junky ingredients because all of a sudden I feel like I got a year older and my metabolism slowed down. What's up with that? I started Pilates um, again. I should say again. I, I restarted Pilates, but it's it's been a long time. I'll say I used to do Pilates. I have you do you do Pilates because. I used to do Pilates on the reformer, you know, which is like a wooden box, kind of like a coffin without the top and (laughs) with weights and straps attached, you know, like a cross between a coffin without the top and uh, an electric chair. So I, um, I did it like 10 years ago, pre-kids and I felt amazing. I, my posture was great. I was lean. I felt long. I was toned you know, for like six months, but that's because I didn't have kids and I feel like my body was so, um, malleable, you know, um, and I was younger, but you know, now I just been feeling so sluggish lately. I, 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 my clothes aren't fitting. It's not a nice feeling. And my posture is not so great because I'm lugging computers around all over the city or I'm, you know, slumped over and my lazy boy, you know, doing something on the, I don't know. So, I said, let me do Pilates, reformer. So I signed up. I'm going to this place on the Upper East Side. I got private lessons, and here's the thing. I've been in yoga classes before, and I've even been in Pilates reformer classes, but, like, when you're in classes, you can hurt yourself even more if you don't know the poses and all that stuff, right? So I, um, you know, or I should say not even hurt. Well, you can hurt yourself, but it's less effective. So I, I set out, let me get a, a little package of private lessons, do it, you know, five, six times, and then I'll join a class. And I did the first one. I did a 30 minute, you know, session for the first one. Cause you know, it's the first time I exercise in probably 10 years. And, um, you know, and now I feel like I'm on my way to being a Baywatch model. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I, it, we, we all do that, right? Like we run one mile and I'm like, God, athletes are always starving. <laughs> I, 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 I was good though. I've been good. I did the Pilates and I've been, you know, eating healthy-ish. Not at night. That's the trick, right? Not at night. Anyway, so my birthday, I went to Atlantic City for my birthday. That was fun. Um, we stayed at, we usually stay at the Borgata. I should say, I usually stay at the Borgata. I like the Borgata. Um, everyone stays, I feel like, at the Borgata. And, but this time we stayed at the Hard Rock. I think the Borgata was sold out or something. And we saw a show. Uh, uh, I love cabaret music and uh, bands, and I love live music. I love all that. So we Clint Holmes was playing. 
Um, and he he had a one hit wonder like in the seventies. But he he sings he sings like Billy Joel songs, and he sings a few Broadway numbers, and it was great. It was so great. I brought the average age of the audience down by fifty percent. You know, half the audience was in wheelchairs, but that's fine. I don't I don't. What do I care? We had third row from the front, and it was the first time I've been to a show in the audience um, in like three years. So it was such a nice thing, and I was like. God, I need to get out more. It's funny when you're an entertainer, like you're always so busy on stage, you sometimes have to really like take a minute and say, okay, I'm going to sit, I'm going to sit in the crowd, um, buy a ticket and sit in the crowd. Because of course I see shows all the time, you know, uh, whatever, I'm in the clubs, but I'm not, I'm not uh, in sitting and enjoying how you might be, you know, I'm listening to the jokes, I'm watching the timing, you know, all that kind of stuff of who was ever on the stage. <clears throat> but on my birthday weekend, we also, uh, we went to dinner at Patsy's, which is amazing on 50, West 56th Street. If you've never been, please go. It's nothing, it, it, you know, it's just a famous, it's a famous Italian restaurant, Southern Italian restaurant. The people, they're nobly done, like my family. Um, the food's delicious. And I'm not just saying that. I really think the food's delicious. And this is different than Patsy's Pizzeria, by the way. Food's delicious. Um, prices. I don't know. The prices, I don't like the prices so much. But that's because a lot of tourists go, you know, and it's been around forever. But I'm a born and raised New Yorker, and I think it's one of the greatest meals that I've had in a long time. I mean, but you're looking at, like, macaroni dishes, you know, pastas, whatever, like, you know, $25, $30, $35. That's a little high. That's a little high for that, uh, in my opinion. But but everything was excellent. Um, like a real fat girl, I decided to get a stuffed pork chop with vinegar peppers. I mean, cause that's exactly what I should be ordering in front of my boyfriend. <laughs> we, we ate earlier, right? Before we went, we ate earlier and, um, and well, let me say, we were driving home from AC earlier. So we're coming home in the car from Atlantic City, coming back into Manhattan, bump it a bump of traffic. I'm getting nervous. I'm starting to sweat. I, I And then I'm hungry because that's what happens. And I wanted to go to a rest stop. I mean, it's my birthday weekend. I could do whatever I want. So I said, I need to go to McDonald's right now. And he was like, Elise, do you really need to get McDonald's? I said, I... I I, I couldn't think of anything better. So he said, all right, if that's what you want to do, went to McDonald's. You see, this is where the eating problem comes in. Got the McDonald's. And then, uh, one, so that was in the afternoon. And then, so later we went to Patsy's and I just decided I'm just going to do it up. I don't care. I'm going to unbutton my pants and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to put my shirt over it and the white tablecloth will cover anyway. And nobody needs to see. And I'm going to have a pork chop. A stuffed pork chop. It was stuffed with a prosciutto and mozzarella. It was so delicious. Smothered in vinegar peppers and, you know, like it had a little mashed potatoes on the side. I have no business eating like this. Absolutely none. I took one bite and I gained 13 pounds, okay? My boyfriend, he had a soup and a salad. I said, who comes to this restaurant and has a soup? He said, me. I'm, I don't want to eat like this. I'm like so much. I said, you know what? You, you're boring. Sorry. You're boring. You're boring me. So that's what we did. And um, and it was great. It was a great weekend. We did go down to the San Gennaro feast. I saw my friend Little Mo Mozzadel. That was fun. Um, so too crowded though to take the kids. I went at night, um, like early evening, like six thirty maybe six six thirty. Too crowded to take the kids. Too many people. And <clears throat> to be honest, obviously pot's legal you know, here, and everybody's smoking pot. My daughters are like, Mommy, what's that smell? Or rather, Mommy, what's that smell? And it was 
it, you know, it wasn't enjoyable because everybody's walking, you know, if you've been, which I'm sure, you know, it's, it's such a narrow walkway and, you know, through the little aisle of the feast, the little, you know, you almost have to be single file and they were, you know, they're small and, and, and thin and yeah, I was, it was nerve wracking. And by the way, by the way, you know, they saw the games, you know, they have the games you could play. And, uh, you know, so they wanted to play a couple games. I said, okay, you know, the, the shoot the gun water balloon one. And, um, you know how much they charge for these games? If you're an adult and you wanted to play the game, they charge $10 for one go, one go, $10. And if you're a child, it was $5. I said, that, you know what? That's just robbing people. That's robbing people. Of course I can afford to spend five, ten dollars it does you know whatever but it's five dollars for my little daughters to play a little blow up water gun game that is done in one second um so you know that was uh that was a little disappointing but everybody's you know everybody's struggling fine yeah so it was good it was really nice oh <clears throat> um my daughters oh oh my god this is so sweet and it's it's my product of the day but I guess I'll talk about it now so Sticking with the fitness thing, I I finally decided I'm gonna get a Fitbit, and I so I I've been say I've been telling myself I'm gonna get a Fitbit. I don't really particularly want to wear a Fitbit, okay, but I don't want to look like you know, sporty spice all day long. But I, I heard you know I should be tracking my steps. So my daughters told their father that mommy really wants a Fitbit. So um. And they wanted to buy it for me. How sweet. And uh, they they went to the store with him and uh, he they asked him how much it was. And I don't know how much a Fitbit is. Maybe it's $100 or something. I don't know. And um, <clears throat> they wanted to use their own money. So they had like, they, they get allowance, whatever. And they, they brought their little purses and, uh, you know, and, and we give them allowance. So, or I should say he gives them allowance. And, um, and, and they used $20 each to buy this Fitbit. I mean, I was like, literally had tears in my eyes. And of course, you know, I immediately went to their piggy banks and shoved, you know, like a 50 in each piggy bank. Cause I was like, Oh my God. But they were so happy to give me this Fitbit. And it's, I have to say, it's amazing. I got the black Fitbit. The, it's the charger four. That's the, the kind it is. I love it. I don't know what all the icons are. Yeah, but you know, it obviously tells the time, it tells my steps, my resting heart rate. You know, I, I didn't want to wear an Apple Watch because I didn't want to, you know, give away all my data, but yeah, Fitbit's not plugged into the Apple pipes, I think. Um, and I love it. I, 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 I totally love it. Talk to me in two months' time, but for now, I love it. And the fact that they bought it for me is all, all the most, all the more special. So Yeah. That was the birthday weekend. It was really nice. It was nice. It was a beautiful, beautiful day. Beautiful, beautiful weather. Everything was great. I went to Dumbo the other day um, to one of my favorite stores. Do you know the brand John Fluvog? Its brand's been around for a long time. They have a store in Soho. I should say no, no Lita <clears throat> shoe store, and they also have a location in Brooklyn. And um, They've been around for a long time. It's the, the founder, this guy, John Fluvog, he is Canadian, and he makes such high-quality, funky, funky, funky fresh shoes, like super funky, like the heels are curved and swerved, and and they're awesome. I'll post a picture of a couple of their shoes on my uh, Instagram story, but they're so cool. They're, they're amazingly well-made, you know, leather, I you know, they don't do, they don't 
mass produce them. They only do maybe, I don't know, make make a couple hundred of each pair sort of thing. Sounds expensive. It is. Uh, but I bought myself a pair and they're these little uh, cowboy boots, but like booties. And I just love them. They're black and they have a little like side silver zip and they're super cute. Wear every day. I went to the Nolita store. They didn't have them. And uh, I, they were like, oh, but we have your size in Dumbo. So I, I, I jumped on the F train and I went to Dumbo. And of course, like, you know, a baby, I, I bought them. And then I was like, oh, we had them out. And, uh, and it, it, that, was, that was my little present to myself. And it was, it, it's great. I love the brand. You know who also loves this brand? Madonna wears John Fluvog, uh, famously wears them. And uh, Lady Gaga, they, it, they're just really crazy looking shoes. They're, they're super crazy. You got to... You got to check them out. Men, they make man, men and women. And the boots I got are unisex, which I think is super cool. I was on TikTok the other day and I was looking at a post and uh, this girl was talking about how beautiful her skin is. And she did. She had beautiful skin. But you never know with all the filters and everything. And she told uh, the audience on TikTok that her trick to beautiful skin, which I'm now starting to do because I'm... I'm into this. I I need to have nice skin. That's important to me, especially like being out on the stage, makeup on hot lights. Um, She she bought a pack of cotton washcloths from Amazon, you know, pack of 12. And all she does is soap and water. Soap and water, whatever soap she uses, she didn't mention, on the washcloth. And that's how she washes her face every night. And she puts the washcloth in the hamper. And every day she uses a new washcloth. And that's her big secret to her skincare. You know, the washcloth exfoliates the skin and she throws it in the hamper and she uses the new one because she was saying, um, you know, I think she might be a dermatologist, but the, 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 the wet, you know, after you're done washing your face, the washcloth's wet, the bacteria grows and wet. And part of the reason why a lot of people have breakouts and rashes and, you know, blackheads is because they're, then they reuse that same dry washcloth or they reuse that same, you know, dried off towel, um, to, to dry or wash their face, whatever it is. And, and it just, it, you're putting bacteria back into your skin, right? So I, I don't know, this isn't anything groundbreaking. This isn't anything like, oh my God, I just, you know, came across the most amazing beauty secret in the world. But my mother has been only washing her face with a washcloth for the last, you know, decade, however many decades. Like, that's all she uses. Soap, water, and a washcloth. And she, my mom has really nice skin, really beautiful skin. And that's it. And and here's the thing. I think I told you a few weeks ago, I went to the dermatologist, and I told the dermatologist, now I don't always use a washcloth on my face. I should, but I don't. And um, she told me, when I told her that I washed my face with Dove soap and water. She's like, she was horrified. Next thing I know, I'm walking out with $250 full of products that I barely touch. You know, and she's like, Dove soap? Do you use Dove soap on your face? What? And I was just like, yeah, like, what the hell's your problem, lady? It was like some cardinal sin. I'm sorry. What about every other person in the freaking world that, that they're lucky to have soap? Okay, there's some people that don't even have soap and you want me to spend whatever it is. Elta MD. And I bought it and I drank the Kool-Aid, but I didn't really, you know, and I've been using it for the last couple months. I didn't really see anything different. So you know what? I'm trying the washcloth thing. I got my pack of washcloths from Amazon. It was like 17 bucks, pack of 12, 100% cotton, white washcloths. I'm going to town. Can't wait. You know what I actually have been dying for though? Speaking of towels, um, 
I love. This is going to become the linens episode, I feel like, very quick because I, I have to tell you about those parachute sheets that I bought. Um, I love floral towels and washcloths. I mean, I know, like, what I know, like, I might as well be Sophia Petrillo, but I. I don't know, there's something about them, like, I don't know if it reminds me of my grandmother or, like, you know, cute little, like, comfortable old lady Italian homes, but I love floral towels and washcloths. I know, I feel like you're probably like, is this girl crazy? And it just reminds me of, like, there's a sweetness to it. Now, I don't live with a man, so I could do whatever the hell I want, but I like a white towel with, like, some rosebuds on it or something, you know, like the print, not like, you know, things that stick up, nothing 3D or anything. And, uh, and I, I can't really find it any anywhere. I, lo- I always look. And that's because who wants to have that in their house? Well, there's this store that does the amazing sheets on Park Avenue, D Port Ho. It, the, the website, it's, you spell it D period, P-O-R-T-H-A-U-L-T, French company. And they make these insanely luxurious sheets. I mean, I feel like only royals use them. They're like $2,000 sheets, whatever. They also make towels, and they make the floral towels, little scalloped edges, little um, patterns of wisteria and baby's breath and roses. Oh, my God. It's my dream to have these towels. It's my absolute dream, and I love them. And so I went online on my birthday weekend because I was like, hmm, I should get maybe some new towels. That would be a nice little thing. And the towel is like $500, again. But I'm on the hunt. So if you know any floral towels, brands, let me know because um, I would like to treat myself. That's why. Not for to a $500 towel, though. Uh, so I got the parachute sheets. Let's talk about that, okay? I really don't like to talk about brain. I, I don't, you know, I'm doing a lot of episodes of this podcast now, right? And I, you know, and I know that we have listeners, of course, and there's a nice, really nice amount of listeners. I don't really want to talk about brands because I don't, you know, I, I feel like that's, Sometimes, you know, not the best thing to do, meaning talk negatively about them. But I didn't like parachute sheets. So last week I told you I was in the market for bed sheets, new bedding. I decided, um, let me get some sheets. Let me. There's Brooklinen, which everybody swears by. It's like sort of the Casper of sheets. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like they sell a set for a couple hundred dollars and apparently it's the best, crispiest, most beautiful cotton sheets you can ever buy. And there was a competitor called Parachute, right? So I wanted a, I didn't want white, I wanted a different color. So I get this clay colored sheets from Parachute, which by the way, I, ha- I hated the color. I had terrible sleep in this clay color. I don't know. I, I, I need to sleep in like cool colors or white. I can't sleep in clay. It was making me schwitz the whole time. The sheets felt itchy. I don't know. I took, they came, they came in a couple days. I took them out. I washed them, made the, you know, dressed the bed. Um, first night, uh, I don't know. I just was itching all over the place. The king pillows came with the back, you know, not the side slit to slide the pillow in. It was like the back, you know, slit to put the pillow in, almost like a show pillow. I don't know if that was like a selection or it came with the set. I don't know. I don't like it because I can't flip the pillow. If I'm sleeping on a pillow with the, the back, with the lo- the opening in the back, how am I flipping the pillow at night to get to the cold side? I mean, you can't, you need the cold side if you're going to sleep. So, you know, I'm going from, you know, spinning the pillow, pillow around just on one side. It wasn't a good experience. And, and, and they were just, the sheets, they just didn't feel that great. My daughter climbs into my bed one night. She's like, mommy, I'm hot. They say that they're cotton. I don't know. They, they, they just seem to be made a, a little strange. 
personally, I did not like them. <clears throat> but I didn't know what to do because I already washed them and put them on the bed. And, you know, I mean, it's pretty much like they used. So I call the company. And I'm, I love calling the companies because, I don't know. I don't know. I just do. I don't like to be on hold, but I like to call the companies. So I call them and I told them. I, I got the, this, these sheets came recommended and, um, you know, and they're supposed to be wonderful, but I really didn't like them. But the problem is, is that I put them on my bed and I washed them and I told her that I had sensitive skin and they were itching me and I'm, I have like rashes all over me. Slight exaggeration, but I, I wanted to get my money back. And I, I told her like, I, I, I really wanted to like this brand because you have nice colors and this, not also totally true. And she said, don't worry, don't worry. She said, I'm going to give you a full refund. I said, really? I said, even though I washed the sheets and I already put them on the bed? And she said, yes. She said, we, are, we give full refunds to our customers if they're really unhappy. <clears throat> she said, and we, listen to this, amazing, take the used sheets that you send back and we donate them to a halfway house. And I almost had tears in my eyes. I thought that was so nice. And I thought in that moment, I wish I really did like this parachute brand because that made me feel so good. One, they gave me no hard time. They didn't ask any questions about me not being satisfied. They didn't try to push them on me. They didn't say, you know, you break it, you buy it sort of situation. And then they take it back full refund and donate the sheets. Is that not so nice? I'm not going to lie. It did have me think. And I don't know if this is just a crazy thing to think. It's nice, full stop, whatever. But if you own a company and somebody returns a product and you take the product and you donate it to charity, does that mean that the price of what the product is worth or the, the customer pays, you're able to use that as a charitable tax deductible? Because that would be so interesting. Like they're giving me my money back, but then they're using that money that I paid for the sheets as a deductible. So it's like, it's like they're giving me the refund, but then they're also taking a deductible. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like a win-win for them. I don't really care what the hell they do on their balance sheet, their, their finances. I, I am just happy that I got to return these things. I wanted to like them. Sorry. Sorry. Um, you know what I heard? Speaking of retail. You know Macy's on 34th Street. Well, I don't usually go over there because I just feel like the whole store is like a zoo. It's hard to, you know, ugh, I, I'll go sometimes. Like if they have the flower show, they had these like outside cool like light up displays recently. I went, took the kids, but Amazon, and, and, and by the way, and, and, and it's an iconic store, but I don't have, I don't see the need to go to Macy's because here we go. I buy most of the stuff that I could get in Macy's online, on Amazon, whatever. Um, same thing with the sheets. I could have went to Macy's and picked out sheets, but it's like, why? I got to then find out what the sale is at Macy's. I got to take the bus over there or the train when I could just do it online. And if I don't like it, I'm just going to be able to send it back. And if it's Amazon, it's going to come in one day and then I could send it back in another day and I'll get my refund. And it, that, the time savings is more important to me than schlepping to the store. I do like to touch and feel things, but at this stage in my life, at this time in my life, it's more about the convenience for me. So anyway, Macy's has their big building in Herald Square. We all know this. Amazon wants to put a billboard on top of Macy's 34th Street. Now, Macy's doesn't own 
the air rights to the top of their building. Macy's doesn't own the air rights. In New York City, you can have air, you have, you could have air rights. So if you own air rights, you can build a terrace or you could put signage up, whatever. Macy's doesn't own that. So it's just open air. And I, and I believe that the uh, advertising space, there is advertising space, billboard space on top of the building. And it's sold by, you know, an outdoor advertising company. That's what they call the billboards. They call the billboard um, signage you see in Times Square. They call that outdoor media. So uh, anyway, Amazon wants to put a, a, an ad on top of Macy's. And I just think that's so freaking grimy. Don't you think? Don't you think? It's like, listen, Bezos, okay? You're the richest man in the world, okay? You're brilliant. Yes, you thought about having a giant Amazonian, you know, rainforest of a bookstore, and then you expanded it to everything and the, and the mother, and you dominated the freaking retail space. Everybody all over the world uses Amazon. Then you buy a supermarket, <clears throat> Whole Foods, and it, now you're doing grocery delivery. I mean, like, literally, we get it. You're a genius. But, like, you want to put your ad on top of Macy's? Why don't you just let Macy's live for as long as they're going to live sort of thing? You know what I'm saying? I mean, doesn't that just sound horrible? That's like, you know what this is like? This is like having an old lady living in her apartment her whole entire life, 100 years old, and then all of a sudden a developer wants to come around and say, get the hell out, we'll give you 500 bucks or $500,000, you know, these buyout deals that happen in New York, $500,000 to get the hell out because uh, we're going to turn this into like a luxury condo. And, you know, it's like, don't you have any heart to let that poor old lady live in that apartment? This is like the Amazon thing. You know, Amazon, that you're dominating Macy's. You know you're putting them out of business. You know that foot traffic into retail stores isn't a lot. You know that shopping is in person is down because of the pandemic. But you know what? Why don't you just go be a green motherfucker and go cannibalize their business even a little bit more? I mean, it's so obnoxious. It, you know, it's like, I, don't, I might not go into Macy's and buy my mother a pair of slippers for Mother's Day, but, you know, to put the ad on top of, for Amazon to put an ad on top of Macy's feels wrong on so many levels. It feels disgustingly competitive. It feels greedy. Um, it, it feels like you are, are uh, well, you're just obviously cannibalizing their business even further. And it, it, it's a slap in the face to an icon of New York, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm just not into it. Anywho... I got some exciting news. I just did an interview earlier today with an a Instagram account, Modern Mom Probs, on Instagram. Check them out, at Modern Mom Probs. It's a girl. Her name is Tara Clark. She has this huge Instagram account, like 700,000 followers. She used to live also on the Upper East Side. Then she moved out to New Jersey. And um, she's so cool. And she wanted to interview me. She wanted to interview a comedian for her uh, Instagram show. And it was a quick quick little thing, Instagram Live, half hour. Um, she asked me, you know, why comedy? It asked me a little bit about my life, where I'm from, how do I, you know, sort of balance it all. It was super cool. You should check it out. Um, she Her Instagram was also really funny. She has, like, funny memes on there. Um, and it actually made me think maybe I should start posting little one-line jokes um, on the gram, see how that goes. Uh, and I also did an interview with the Staten Island Advance also, uh, that's coming out soon about just being a native Staten Islander and being a, a woman in stand up and all that kind of thing. So that's some really exciting stuff for me because, you know, as we know, this is a male comedy. I've always, t I always tell you so much, even though this podcast is about my life and juggling and all that, uh, 
because I am a stand-up comic, I obviously talk about that a lot, or you guys know about my shows and whatever. And so much about um, this industry is just so hard and cutthroat, and it's so much, uh, and it's so male-dominated. It's so male-dominated, and it's hard to get stage time. It's really, really hard. Not because I'm not funny. Not because I'm not likable and relatable and all those things. It's just people have their people. And there are a lot of men that run these clubs because that's a male-dominated space too, the, the owners of the comedy clubs and the theaters. And there are a lot of men that just don't think women are funny. They just don't. So um, yeah, getting the press up, getting my name out there uh, is so nice. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to me for as a stand-up comedian, as a female. It means a lot to me as an Italian female, to be honest, because... Um, I know a lot of you guys that listen are Italian. You know, I mean, look, when, when, when like the Jersey Shore show was on MTV and stuff, it's like, you know, as you, if you watch the first episode of Jersey Shore, for example, which obviously had all those Italian American kids living in a house in Belmar, New Jersey or whatever, uh, whatever town it was, Seaside Heights, um, the first episode, like they were, they were, they were like themselves, but they were, you could tell that they were like, you know, Italian from New York, Italian, Italian from New York, New Jersey, whatever the hell they were from. But when you fast forward, you look at some of the later episodes, like there's such almost caricatures of themselves. And that's the thing. Society wants to make Italian people like just these, they, 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 they want to portray us as, as it, not in the best light. That's, that's all I'm going to say. And some people use that to the, to their advantage right? Like Snooki, she has her own store. She had a line of clothes. I mean, good for Snooki. Um, and people love it and people buy it and, and great. But Italian people, uh, historically women, especially we're not viewed as business people. We're not viewed, um, as, as, you know, having C-level jobs in the corporate world. We're not viewed as the people that are in the Ivy league schools and why the hell not? So, you know, I don't know what angle this Staten Island Advance article is going to go with with me, but it was a really big honor as a as an Italian woman to have this kind of story. So yay for that. It comes out uh, on October 14th online. I'll post it when it does, and then it comes in print, I think, the following weekend. So that's that, guys. I hope everybody is 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 hanging in there, though. Speaking of shows and stuff, I was in a nail salon the other day, and, you know, Aladdin um, opened on Broadway, and then I heard that they closed the show. Did you know this? I mean, it opened for one night. They Everybody was so excited, Broadway opening, Broadway opening, and, and uh, you know, COVID strikes again. It's just ridiculous. It's just so, so ridiculous. I promised my daughters that I was going to take them to go see Alana, and now we're not able to go do it. I do wonder, though, what's going to happen to all the Broadway theaters. I'm dying to go back to Broadway, go see a show. I love the theater. But those seats, they're so small, and they're petite, and they're so close together. And um, my boyfriend, who uh, owns a club he, in, here in Manhattan, he had said to me that the theaters are really going to have some, uh, they're going <clears> to <throat> struggle to survive because they need to sell out the full house uh, to really turn profit or they need to sell out the majority of the house to turn profit. And if you're only able to see people every other seat or every two seats, what, you know, what is, what is that? What is that? I will say though, on the vaccination note, on the COVID note, when I went to Atlantic City, I was a little, it was a little weird. Nobody wore their mask. No one, not in the casino. I mean, there's no windows in the casino. Hello, people, no windows in the theater. No one had their mask. 
Um, in Manhattan, we are wearing our masks everywhere, indoors, even outside. If there's a crowd outside, I pull it right up from my chin. It's almost as if nothing changed for me a year ago in terms of wearing the mask. I went to AC, not one mask in sight. Um, definitely weird. Like, de definitely weird. So, uh, and you know, there are these, a lot of people that are unvaccinated. And look, at the end of the day, it's your business, but I don't know. I don't know. My, my, uh. My, my, a friend of mine had a death in the family, a young guy. He was in his 30s, someone's son. The kid just did not want to get the vaccine. Fine. His business. But he died. Um, he wound up getting COVID. And I don't know the, the, the details of it. But, you know, so it's like you're, you're risking your life. And that's your own personal business. But it's hard when you're in big crowds with other people and you could be around other people that aren't vaccinated or whatever. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there. All I know is that I'm feeling good about life right now. I'm happy that it's the fall. I'm happy that I don't have to be a sweaty, sweaty Italian girl pounding the pavement, going to shows, schlepping my kids to school, um, and doing all that. I'm happy that the cooler weather is here. I'm on the hunt for a decent wool coat. If you know, a wrap coat. Yeah, I don't, I don't want a button. I don't want a zip. I just want a wrap. I want just something easy. You know, throw on and go. If you know any, let me know. Anyway, that's it for the Elise Delucci show today. If you're in Pennsylvania, come see me October 10th at Soul Joel's Comedy Club. I'm at the St. George Theater October 15th. I am hoping I'm going to be out to Long Island soon. Got to call the owner of Governor's. Um comedy club so I can get out there stay tuned for that and the quote of the day is by Ellen DeGeneres and it is sometimes you can't see yourself clearly until you see yourself through the eyes of others I love that by Ellen I kind of I kind of miss her I don't know I, I like her, her her sitcom I liked that show Anywho, all right, that's it for the Elise DeLucci show. I'm so happy that you're listening. Thank you. Leave me a review. I would love, you know what? I would love a review on the Apple Podcast Store. I look forward to talking to you next week. Talk to you soon. Ciao, ciao.